Oh my god. We're back. Yes. I know. Hello. Yes. How are oh my you? God. I almost forgot to come in. Uh, I am not feeling so hot. What's up, Buttercup? How are you? How's your you're still not feeling well? Sorry. I feel like it's my fault. I think Isaac may have given you a, a cold. That might have happened, but I I think it's just cuz I was de- I was already depleted. I was very very depleted. My immunity and there were a bunch of things I wasn't able to do that I usually do when I attend a conference such as. So, but this such as I didn't even have my the strength for me to be able to turn on my diffuser, like my, I have a essential oil diffuser that I bring with me everywhere. I had, I had it out. I just never turned it on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any of my water with me. I usually drink gallons and gallons of water when I'm at home. Like I made sure like I, anytime I'm in the hotel room, I drink so much water. Neither of those things happened. Well, yeah. So. Why is that? Oh, cause we forgot the water in my car. Yeah, and then even just having the time to go outside and ask the people was insane. I didn't have time to do anything. Like, I didn't... That was the thing. I didn't have time to do anything. What made you so much busier this time around than last time, you think? Uh, Because I had things happen before the show that I had to deal with at the last moment. Um, I had meetings with people that I had to, when you're like last year's panel, um, when I ran the panel, I just had the women and the men and the man. Um, We had been having conversations in via email and Boxer, and we had a breakfast before we went on stage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this year, I had to go wrangle all the people separately, which was, you know, because I didn't know them. These were all essentially new people to me. This is the first time I've ever met these people. So I had a lot of extra um, time to prepare Mm -hmm. that had a lot to do with getting to know people versus last year when I already knew the people. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. So that was like seven people that I had to get to know. Hmm. And um, that was a lot. It was a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You said it, sister. Yeah. You said it. And also with our event right at the beginning. So I never, there was never a time when I wasn't preparing for something. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm done. I was done after my panel on Thursday, which was essentially when podcast movement was over. Are you done now? I have a client tomorrow that I haven't started really fully going into. So no, not really. (laughs) No, I don't mean forever. I mean, for the event though, you're done. Now you're done. Oh yeah. For the event, I'm done. For sure. Now we're done. So now you can relax a little bit. No, I can relax a little bit. But you didn't seem like you were that busy. I was a lot busier than you were. I, I felt. I had no busyness. It was very strange. It's very rare for me to not have shit, like so much shit to do. But I think because I no longer do the advertising agency, I guess that not that many people wanted to talk to me as much as they did last year, which I guess is fine by me, you know? But it's, I'm in between. It's like this This show came at a weird time because I'm in between stuff. So like I just finished right. the agency, but I am about to launch a whole other thing that people don't really know about yet. So that's why it was a little strange actually for me is because I – yeah, like they're like, well, she's, what, are, what the hell exactly is she doing? And I couldn't really tell them. So, Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So I mean well, I can't – I mean, but- like I'm about to start a podcast about influence. I'm about to write a book about influence, but like none of it has started. So it's like, you know. Right. So many things. So many things. All of the things. So I'm sorry. I want to apologize to our listeners for saying that we were going to have a show and then no show came. There actually is a show, which John very sweetly created with you. And... Um, unfortunately, I just, I didn't even have the time to post it. I had no time to post it. And it was kind of one of those shows that is about something like the event, like podcast movement. Mm-hmm. And it just, 
I'm still, I was like, should I put that out? But that's so weird because it's already happened or it was like the last day. And I'm like, I don't know if I should put this the out. The last day would be a no. I wouldn't have put it out then. It's so weird. I know. And then that's what I was like. Because oh, the whole man. point of it was to do a show talking about everyone's session. That exactly. was the whole, yeah. So we kind of defeated yes. the purpose, I think, by doing it later. You can't really do it later. But that's okay. Right. What's done is done, right? But I apologize because I know that we had we had emails coming in like, "Where's the show? Where's the show?" And we yeah. had people asking about us. And on honestly, it's it. I I couldn't do. I couldn't add one more thing inside of my brain. I couldn't add one more thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was like, "Oh, good. There's no show." Like when you guys, when I said we weren't going to have one. Then I thought, awesome, because it wasn't so much that it was the time to record. This this time that we're spending together is the best, the easiest thing ever. It's the easy. I just get on and I talk and we're done. Mm-hmm. The thing that is really hard for me is that it's every Sunday. I do the show notes. I listen. I post a thing. I add it like that's like, I don't know, anywhere from one to two hours, depending on what the show length is or whatever. And that's just... Um, Focus time. Like you can't do that and multitask. You have to just focus on that. So at the time when this was supposed to be going down, I didn't even have it in my to-dos on Sunday, which is the day that we were doing we had our, our one-day VIP event, mm-hmm. to have a two-hour window to do all this stuff. I, th- I think this is my fault. I shamed you it's too not. into doing an, an, uh, an episode that neither one of you wanted to do. You were both trying to talk each other. Ah, oh, we don't need. Uh, and you, you both were trying to talk each other out of not doing an episode because you couldn't find a co-host. I'm like, well, what am I chopped liver over here? I mean, I've actually yeah. used the microphone it is your before. Fault. I think you might be right. Yeah, I actually talked you into it's... doing an episode. Yeah, that you, neither one of you wanted to right. do that didn't go. I think up. you're right. Yeah. It is your fault. It I is. think you're 100 percent right. It might yep. be your fault. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no problem. No, I just. I thought we were just going to do like, oh, good. The good thing that I told you is like you do five five minutes of Jessica going, this is what's going down. Hello. And then I would have gone. I thought I was going to get that file like, you know, on Thursday or something. And then that way I could have just put it on the queue and then it would have just gone live. Here's the thing that I wasn't used to, wasn't ready for because this was my first one. Every podcaster wanted to send me two shows so they didn't have anything to do during podcast movement. Oh. So I had all that to do. And then I was trying to catch up for the shows that I wouldn't, that I couldn't do while I was a podcast movie. So the week before, I was working twelve to fourteen hour days trying to get everything out. Oh my god! Yeah, so it was crazy. Really? Yeah. So, so you do all this work, and then you go to podcast movement. It's amazing. It's Mm -hmm. if if you have never been to one yet, and you're a podcaster, I couldn't recommend it more. I wish I could have been there longer. But it was crazy, yeah. crazy. I mean, it's just, it, it's really weird and so surreal in so many ways. I mean, you guys, this is what, your fifth? Uh, yes. So I, I maybe it's becoming an old hat, but for someone that just walked in for the first time, it was like, it's like walking into Oz. It's crazy. Or or the <laughs> Star Wars you bar. Think? Yeah. Oz. Well, I mean, my first night there, I, I'm in the bar downstairs and everybody's talking and uh, I'm sitting next to Dave Jackson and across from Emily Prokop. And next to Emily is Daniel J. Lewis. And then Rob Walsh sits down. And as I'm sitting there, Cliff Ravenscraft walks by. I'm like, I'm in a podcasting dream right now. I mean, these, all these yep. people that I've known, known of, like my podcasting here, they're all here. And it was crazy. I got a hug from Elsie finally. Yay. It was amazing. The whole thing was amazing. It's amazing. I know. It's yeah, amazing. it is. It, you know, I had a, I really did have a great time. I think that as always, I wish there was more time in between each thing because I was absolutely like every single second I was doing something that ha- had some kind of relevancy and immediacy every single time. And so I didn't really ever have any time where I could just like sit down and really have a conversation with somebody until that last time that we had lunch. You kind of make right, it sound like that, you were being tortured Thursday. the whole time. But I actually had (laughs) – here's the thing, though. I had put into my intention to kind of move up a level, like, in the way that I – like, how would you say it, like, um, in um, 
I don't even know how, how to coin this or whatever. Like, you know, when you're like at a, you're resonating at one level and then you kind of like move up another notch and then move up another notch and you kind of like of keep notch, moving. though? Like a notch on the well, belt of what is my question? No, as in like um, the uh, uh, podcasting, in the podcasting industry. Are you taking your podcasting to another level? To a, a new level? Another Not my podcasting. Level. No. The whole She's talking thing, about becoming whole, like, a bigger type of mogul so that people aren't needing her for the things she's doing. She wants to remove herself from some of the mundane stuff that she needs to do. Is that no, what you're no, no. About? Not that at all. I was – no, that's not what I mean. I mean that there was always like – there's always little um, sort of like this is who you hang out with and this is like kind of like the level that you stay in. And I had wanted to start to have conversations because of the library initiative that I have in my head that I still keep having in my head. The only way to make that work is for me to have people like with more power to be able to start this, meaning with more money, with more funds, with like bigger companies, like things like that. And I'm like, well, I need to start to I need to start to make conversations with people that are generally outside of the realm of my conversations. People that I don't, people that you don't see when you're sitting at the bar, like the ones that don't go. Okay. <laughs> and so I was able to do that. I was able to do that. I've, got, I've gotten conversations. I've gotten emails. I've gotten phone calls. I've, so I'm like, all right, okay, I did it. And, I'm fe- and so it's sort of like I'm feeling like a fish out of water because this is totally new, all of it. And it is very exciting and at the same time incredibly intimidating. But you know what? I did it because I feel that it is the the next step for podcasting and especially for women podcasting and especially for having conversations around diversity. It's one thing to start it in um, one place, which is our home, right? We've been having these conversations here in She Podcasts and within the group and things like that. But now it's time to take it bigger, to ask people about that. And I got an opportunity to do that, to be able to ask what initiatives four of the top female CEOs, not even female CEOs, CEOs in in commercial radio are doing to strategize for having more inclusion, more diversity, more uh, representation in their whatever their strategy is for podcasting. I had the opportunity to do that. I was covered asking that question. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fantastic. So anyway, that's what I'm saying, but I'm still feeling like this is crazy. It feels like it feels very weird. That's what I meant. Mm. So that took a lot of toll in in my brain. Interesting. Bit. Yeah. I did the same thing, but I ended up talking to all you guys. To me, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my level up. I was talking to all you guys. So, yeah. Your level up is say. leaving the house, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You did it. It was so great to have you there and to have everybody go, is that John? The amazing thing was that at is one point you had to go somewhere. So I was in the booth all by myself. Mm-hmm. He was. And I never stopped talking. There was people. I mean, I was talking to I had so many conversations about podcasting. I could do that every day. I had a blast talking to people about stuff. The booth was the best part for me as well. Yeah. In, in a way, I never expected it to be. It was so great to be able to have people come up to me instead of me sitting around waiting to be spoken to. And I got a new nickname. Right? I, I'm the it's random the best, dude. dude of the She Podcast. The rest, That's is that not a nickname? nickname. What the hell kind of nickname is that? Because one, I can't remember. I'm horrible with names, so... Uh, someone was talking. We had this great, and she goes, "Okay, well, I'll see you later, random dude of the She Podcast." Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that was great. I don't know why was that bad. I don't know. It's I fine. Th- I thought it was fine. Yeah. See, I told you, Jess, that it's like the booth is great. The booth is. I'll never go again without a booth because people come, people go. People come, people yeah. go. Usually people. And I guess this is both a lesson and a commentary. Usually people know when to go. Like they'll come, they'll talk with you, some, you know, you'll get a conversation. And then you have like an internal rhythm as humans to go, okay, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. And then the next person comes. So it's it's great because you get an opportunity to have that happen. And there's also visual cues where it's like somebody is like hovering in the back of somebody else. And you can say, oh, I'm so sorry. I've got to talk with 
this person here, and there's and we're we're doing something. So you get a lot a lot done in in all of this communication, and I I appreciate that a lot. So if anybody comes to the booth and wants to talk to us, just just know that you know you guys are there. We're there for you, and um, you can make a round and come back and talk to us another time. Yeah, it was great. That part was great. Being able to say that and do that was amazing. The thing that I never got used to was people hearing my voice or seeing me and coming across the room to say hi. That blew yeah. my mind. That's pretty crazy shit, isn't it? Yeah, I was uh, Honor Knight. What a name that is. Is that a I podcasting know, he's name? Right? Cool dude, though. He listens Honor, to every show we him. do. Yeah, he come across the room. He's like, John. And I'm like, hey. And I didn't know who he was. And he, you know, shook my hand. And we, we, we talked and, and really, really nice guy. And like I said, it's amazing. You don't, you don't realize the people that you reach out and touch. And so it was great. Uh, that part of it, yeah. I, I never, I was at a table talking and then someone said, I know you from where? And I said, she podcast. She goes, oh my God, you're John from she podcast. And, and she had sent uh, feedback in and, and we had played it for, for the show. So it's stuff like that that I just never got used to. I don't know. I think it's going to take a while. To be honest with you, yeah. uh, I probably will. It probably won't take a while. Yep, it's hard to get used but to. But I, I, like I love to see all of the different um, tracks that there, all the different types of sessions that were out there. That really, really, really made me happy because it wasn't like how to make like all the different variations of how to market and how to make money with podcasting, which is what used to be. And a couple of like sprinkled audio production things. Mm-hmm. There was like the whole like society and culture and advocacy track was amazing. I w- all the different. I was like, oh my god, this is the best title for a session I've ever seen. It was just so society and culture and advocacy, like you wouldn't see it in any other track. So I was really thrilled with seeing all of that kind of stuff in there. There were so many meetups that were going on that I was the well woman meetup that I was asked to go to on third was it Friday? What the heck day was it? Monday evening was one of my favorites. It was totally impromptu. They kind of were like just in the center bar. And um, I was asked to kind of like, Giovanna asked me to like speak. And I was like, what? So in the middle of like the bar, I had to like sort of take the stage, if you will, and, and, and give a pep talk to the women that had attended. And it was really lovely to get face-to-face time with a lot of the women because that were coming in that and from that respect and a lot of people who I didn't know. So I was really pleased by that. I was very pleased by um, the the types of sessions that were out there and hopefully they'll continue on that on, on that road. The yeah. weirdest thing for me was the where I got the most gold nuggets were from the sessions that I was just going to because like a friend was there and I wanted to see them speak. And the one was with Troy Heinrichs, Mark DeCoats, and Wayne Henderson. They were doing a, a talk about fan podcasts. And to me, what was the best thing for me, what I got out of it, was how to get your audience really engaged into something and what, and what they used to do that. And I was like, oh, that's a great, that's a great, that's a great idea. And then, I, you know, just from that, and I know these guys, and I've never had that conversation with them in all the time that I've known them. So it was those little conf- those little talks and everything where I got the most knowledge, the most gold nuggets out of it. So that was, was, was great for me too. People loved your session too, Jess. Did they? Yeah. They came out and they were like, oh my God, that was so good. It was a good session, but a lot, I think a lot of people couldn't stay for it because it was so freaking hot in that room. It was insane. Oh, what was, was going it? on with the air conditioning in that place? Yeah, that was crazy. Well, in that particular situation, they had the heat on all night in that room. The what? heat was on all night. Let me say it again, because it was 80 <laughs> degrees and humid outside. The heat was on all night in that room before ah, I got in there. I, I would have passed out. Well, listen, what I went through to even not sweat before I got there would make you laugh. I would have been a puddle. I froze myself out of my hotel room. In like in like any way, shape, or form that I could, like I turned it down all the way. I showered. I walked around with no clothes on for an hour, putting on my makeup and doing my because I'm like, if I even put on my underwear, I'm no, I'm gonna sweat. So I I waited till the very last second 
to dress myself, finally dress myself, walk as slow as humanly possible down to the thing so that I don't sweat, don't drink hot coffee or anything hot, just water, get in there, and I'm like, motherfuck! It was so hot in there. I was like, God damn it. I was so upset. It was terrible. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I did not know that. Yes, it was hot. I mean, but so, I mean, I I mean, it was true that a lot of people came up to me after the session said it was the best one they saw. They were so grateful for the information. uh, And that makes me really happy. So I'm glad. Well, maybe they can get it on the virtual ticket. And speaking of the virtual ticket, this I don't even know if this is an ad now, but you guys definitely should take to get the virtual ticket if you can if you can do it. If you didn't go, get it because the again, the caliber of obsessions and conversations that went down with podcast movement. You are not going to get those. A lot of them, I would say, you know, I have never said this before. I think I'm I'm going to surprise myself. But I would say at least half of those sessions you are not going to see in a webinar come up anywhere. Probably true. These are one-off sessions that will probably only happen the way that they happened at Podcast Movement, particularly the society and culture and advocacy sessions. You're not going to see webinars on this stuff. Those are not sexy topics or conversations, but they're absolutely necessary to have. And the session like what Jess put out there, holy crap, if you would have just been able to stay in there for 45 minutes with Jessica, the majority of your anxiety of how to monetize or how to advertise or all the questions that you have about the podcast, you would be have fixed. You, you would not have to ask any more questions it's true actually you can get the slides if you join the podcast success academy which is free you can get the slides as part of the free content they have tons of audio tutorials and workshops and downloads and stuff and my slides from pm are in there it's totally free just go to um podcast success forward slash jess and make sure that you sign up forward slash jess so you can get the content that i that I put in. And I think for the virtual ticket, we have a special link too, right? Oh, you know what? I didn't see that. Well, if we, listen, if you guys look at our show notes, there will be a link in the show notes. Yeah. All right. There will be a link in the, sh- in fact, right now, as you're holding your phone, when you're looking through the show notes, there are, there's a link to the virtual ticket. Click yeah. on that link and you will go to the place that is special to us. <laughs> that was very well spoken. <laughs> I know. So you'll do that. That way we don't have to like look at the other stuff. But my God, it's yeah, it's so good. So good. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see it. This is the first time I think I'm going to watch all that stuff. That was one of the things I wasn't really worried about the sessions because with the ticket that I had, I get the virtual ticket. So I knew I was going to see all the sessions anyhow. So for me, everything that I wanted to do was in the hallways and afterwards and stuff like that. But it was like I said, I just I knew I was going to have a good time. I didn't know I was going to have that good of a time. Yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. It kind of blows you over. This is the sad part, though. It's like you feel it and then you go, oh, my God, I've got to come to do this next year, too. And you have like that feeling of I want this like all the time, like every weekend. Let's do it. This is amazing. And you're like 100 percent in. But this is what happens in between one podcast movement and the other podcast movement. Your life comes through. And then you start to very slowly forget how amazing it was. And sadly that there's people go like, oh, you know, maybe I'm, I don't know if I want to go. Is it really that good? And you totally disconnect from the amazingness that it is when you do show up. So try not to have those thoughts and just come next year too. Oh, so far, the first time I go there, I I get there, I go up to the, they had a party upstairs on the fifth, fifth level where everybody was at. And I walked in and I'm looking around and I saw no one I knew. And I'm thinking to myself, how can I be in this building with all these podcasters and not know anyone? And then that's insane. That's never going to happen. And then a friend of mine, I saw him and I said, hey, and I said, where's everybody at? And he goes, oh, your people are over in that corner. And I walked over to that corner. Your cor- people. Yeah, my people. And I walked over into that corner and there was like Emily Prokop and Daniel J. Lewis and Mark. And they were all, all my friends were there. And I was like, oh, I'm here. And it was, it was fantastic. And like I said, the people that walk by that you're heroes, like you're podcasting heroes. 
the best thing is I say it's if I would consider podcast movement anything, I would say it's like going to a high school reunion where you like all the people. Exactly. Yeah, where none of the people yeah. ever bullied you or shoved your face in a pudding. Right. Yeah, it's the best. It is the best. It's super fun, and actually. Yes, the sessions were good, although I'm really happy we had a booth this time. But this is one of the few times that I not only went to a party, but kept going to parties. Like the first night, I think I went to bed. I was like, forget this. The second night, I went to like one of the parties and then ended up in the hotel bar until like 12 or 1, which is fine. The third night was the cast box party, Rock the Cast Box, and they had the most amazing DJ in the Reading Terminal, they were serving food in there from all the different vendors and not drinks that I remember. Maybe. I don't remember if there were drinks, but like just the most rocking DJ ever played every song. Like you could not get off the dance floor. It was great song after great song. Bam, 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 bam. Then when that was over, which was 10 o'clock, by the way, that was over. We went to karaoke bar that was like a block away and I mean, it didn't even, you know, some of the, pod, I mean, I knew most of the podcasters because some of them were my clients. Um, it was like John Lee Dumas and Kate and then Kate's sister, Kara, uh, and then the guys from the um, uh, Optimal Living Daily podcast and then podcast websites guys. And then John Oaks was there and like, I'm trying to think who else was there. Just the most, ra- it was it was the most random group of podcaster. Oh, Sue and Anne, who were at our house. Sue and Anne were um, the uh, Therapist Uncensored podcast were there. Um, Jules Hannaford was there for a little bit from Hong Kong Confidential. Um, again, n- I don't think it was a crowd that like particularly went together on purpose. It was just that the party was over and we were having fun. We all seemed to be dancing close to one another. Oh, maybe Dave Jackson was there. Yeah, Dave Jackson was there. Definitely. Definitely Dave was there because I kept wanting him to sing and he was like, there's no Beatles songs I like. And like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, wah, wah. I was like, come on, Dave. Meanwhile, I was like, there's no way I'm going up there. Within five minutes, John Lee Dumas was like, there's two microphones up there and I put in Baby Got Back. And I was like, and? He was like, I want, I want you to come sing it with me. And I said, okay, but immediately I thought, oh, my God, he's going to make fun of me. Am I, like, the closest person with a big ass or what? Like, is he going to make fun of me for having a big ass? Like, I was scared shitless that it was, like, I was setting myself up to be poured blood on, like, Carrie at prom. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was my fear. Oh, my God. That was my biggest fear because it it had only been one song up until no one had sung yet. He's like, let's go do Baby Got Back. And I was like, oh, my God, really? All right. I mean, I couldn't say no because I didn't know why he was asking me. But, like, I was definitely afraid that it was, like, a horrible prank that was going to blow up my face. Johnny Dumas loves karaoke. He Every time I see him at a podcast conference, like, on social media, he's at karaoke. So he loves that. I'll t- I'm going to explain why. Because, okay, so, like, I got up there. First of all, I was like, I don't have nearly enough alcohol. And he shoves his drink in my hand. And he goes, here, this is vodka. So I glug the whole thing. And I'm like, let's do it. Come on. We get up there. I like sung my heart out. And but the thing is, the reason why karaoke is so great is because no matter what song was chosen and no matter who was singing it, everyone is standing in front of you. All your friends are screaming the song in your face, doing the chorus, waving their hands, pulling their hands in the air going, yeah, you rock it. Like, that's why he loves. I think that's why he because karaoke is the ultimate barrier breaker it doesn't matter what song i mean we sang fucking friends in low places and we sang bohemian rhapsody like it was all over the board oh my god it was love shack it was uh a spanish song that no one knew but the words are right there (laughs) it was fantastic and like they were all strangers when i got there by the end of the night i was like you people are my brothers and sisters i love all of you alcohol the great equalizer no it wasn't even no i mean i couldn't even honestly i was sweating so bad i couldn't even get drunk i was i was soaking fucking wet i was so wet like my hair was soaking wet parts of like not really my dress but like just my from the neck up i was soaking wet to the point where it looked like someone dumped water in my head that's how i mean my whole neck was green because i just dyed my hair the week before which was a total mistake i'll never do that again you gotta wait till it stops leaking before i go to anything 
But yeah, it was so much fun. More fun. I mean, I always have fun at karaoke, but like when you just go with three of your friends, it's so much different than when you go with a whole bar full of podcasters. Like it was the whole party was us and it was really fun. When I would go up to the bar, I just bought six beers every time. And just whoever needed a beer, I just handed them one. And then the next person would go and buy six beers. And whoever was out, you just handed them one. That is freaking camaraderie right there. You don't even you don't even know who you're going to give it to. But someone must need one. Here you go. It was great. It was so fun. And I mean, if I had been like the whole, if I had been the normal, like, I'm just going to be an introvert and I'm not going to, I'm only good on 101 conversations. And like, that is true about me. But also singing your face off when you're sweaty and drinking beer with a thousand people that you love is also fun. Even if you – because really, to be honest, there's no conversation involved. You're just screaming, living on a prayer. That's right. Exactly. There's like no In trying to own, get to know anybody yeah. next to you there. You're just screaming. There's no need. Not unless you're clinging to them for dear life and jumping up and down, screaming, love shack, baby, love shack. Like that's all. That it it's not so like fun. you even – like anybody can sing a Neil Young song. I'm just saying, it's just right. anybody. There's songs out there that you can do. Uh, Low Rider by War. So, so there's a song there that you oh, can. Oh, that's sing. a good one. Yeah, I would have so- never thought of that one. Trust me, I know Hannah all. Hannah this- did. Um, Hannah did. I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Who? Which what? I was like Whitney Houston. Wow. That's- oh, I want to dance. I know the song. Honestly. It's a terrible karaoke song because who the hell sings? But you couldn't even hear her singing. Everyone was singing. It didn't even matter. Everyone was on the dance floor salsaing with one another during it. They were like, I want to dance with somebody. It was like seven couples dancing. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I mean, the microphone kept getting passed. Like, it didn't even matter. It was just so much fun. I will never... When it comes to the big party at Podcast Movement or any festival from now on, I will always go to the big party from now on. That I always have avoided the big party because... Either arrogantly, I'm afraid I'm going to be accosted or or introvertedly, I'm afraid like no one's going to want to talk to me. I'm just going to stand there like a dickhead. I don't want to do that. So like I was like being dragged to every party, but I'm so glad I did because it was so fun. Oh, that's all I have to say. Oh, it was really fun. That part was great. What was the night before? What party was that? Oh, that was the um, red carpet party. I don't know about that. That was fun, but like it was different. What did you guys think about the red carpet? Like, especially you, Elsie. Like, it felt very... Number one, you both looked amazing. Aw, thank you. You're so sweet. I felt like because we were only doing inductions and not categories, it was great because it was so much shorter. However, if I was a new podcaster, or even not a new podcaster, if I was not your date, I don't know that I would – I mean I would have – actually, that's not true. I would have gone to see Dave Jackson get inducted because I do love him and he's a friend. But like if there's no one I know getting inducted next year, I don't know that I would go because it's all these inside jokes for people that have been doing it for 15 years. And I've only been doing it for like five. And I don't get the jokes and then I feel like, oh, I guess because I'm not a part of your little clique of know-it-alls and I can't be – you know, it just feels – it feels a little exclusive. But I don't know. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You guys deserve it. It's just that I don't know that it's appropriate for most of the attendees. But I still think you guys should have it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. And I think that part of it is the fact that you're right. It's like there are shinier lights, if you will, that happened after all of that work had gone through. And I think that that's why I like it, because there's a lot of people who were in it for a lot longer than the people that are ever being acknowledged. Like, nobody ever talks about these people. Nobody right. ever acknowledges the work that they put on in into things. And I do feel that it's important for people to know the histories, to know what they went through, to know that they started podcasting before all of the things were even implemented a lot of stuff. They created communities before things were done the way that they are now. They had to get an audience when you had to have an iPod and sync it to your computer. You know, it's like, what? So I do think that I totally understand where you're coming from, for sure. And of course, I'm part of that group, so I'm going to stand up for it. And I just feel that it's it's often overlooked. Like there's a lot of people that are never acknowledged and it really bothers me. So this to me is like, thank God somebody's paying attention. I do. And I would feel the same way that you would if it was like people that are, you know, that started in 2009, 2008. Like those people, I, they're the ones you hear about all the time. And I'm just like, uh. 
back in the day. I don't know if I want to watch this guy. It doesn't really interest me. Uh, I thought Daniel J. Lewis and Dave had a great speech. They, yeah, both of them fantastic. They were sure. fantastic. Daniel freaking killed it. Yeah, he did it. Amazing. He did. It was awesome. Loved it. Um, and then Dave killed it. They both killed it. They were a great ending act, I thought. No, I think that it should either be mandatory or it should be invite only for those of you who have been doing it until, you know, since the dawn of time so that you can be recognized among your peers. But I just think it's mandatory. Why would it? Because on some level, it is cool to see podcasters like like I never heard of Dr. Pamela Gay. I never heard of. uh I mean, I knew Keith and the girl and I knew there's a couple, most of them I didn't know. I had no idea who they were. I've never heard of them. And so it is a huge learning experience to see podcasters that have been doing it since forever. So if it's supposed to be a learning experience, then it should be that. Or if it's supposed to be a recognition among peers, it should be that. But I, what I don't like, I guess, is the amount of people that sit in there and staring at their phone, like waiting for their friend to be inducted so they can leave. That's just society nowadays. That has nothing to do with the Hall of Fame. That's just everybody on your session. That's everybody at dinner. That's everybody at a party a lot of the time. Everybody's looking at their phone because they're trying to do stuff. And unfortunately, with a lot of the stuff that I was doing for, I was looking at the phone most of the time because I was live story IGing for Libsyn, you know, and so that there's a lot of coverage that happens that way to include a lot of the people who are also paying attention to this stuff. And I totally understand that. But unfortunately, that's the way it is. When you go to the movies, it's the same thing, even though they have all the commercials. Please put your phone away. Don't turn the phone on. Turn... It just happens. It's like that's just the way it is. People driving cars. That's what happens. And so I understand that. But you can't make people pay attention. I was in a Facebook a messenger group with a bunch of podcasters there and it was like a, a dinner bell it was ringing so much uh, we're getting ice cream we're over here we're doing this we're doing that i mean it was there was so much going on the, the whole time you just couldn't do all the things but that was one of the things that i thought was kind of great was that you know everybody you were included in everything basically everybody was included in everything i thought that was pretty cool yeah it is cool because it's like one of the few places where you don't feel like you're going to be – you're not welcome in an event or in a session. This is only for business owners. This is only for – you know, like you never feel that way ever. That's the thing I love the most about it. Like if you're apprehensive about going because you don't know if you could start a conversation, you see somebody there and they're not talking and you just walk up and you just say one question. What's your podcast about? And then, boom, instant conversation about podcasting, and it just, it just goes from there, just takes off. So if you yeah. if you yeah. can't go to podcast movement and have a, a great time, if you're into podcasting, for me, it was my people. You know, like I said, I don't think I could ever find that many people that were into podcasting like that. Even in the, I, I met so many podcasters that live in the Philadelphia area there that I had no idea were around. So that was even really cool about that, too, because there's some people that I know now that I'll be talking to just because of the fact that they're in Philadelphia. They're my podcasting next-door neighbors. So, so we're going to kind of switch the conversation here just to kind of like keep those conversations going. Yes. Just like you were talking about, That's John. Long. So we have our sponsor for this month, Text Expander. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking like one of the things that I did when I came home and the reason that I did it this time, it was not because I'm such a genius, but because I was... Are you um, sure? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am sure. Duh. No, but when I when I came home, it's just that I was telling you about I met a lot of people that are usually not the type of people that I know already or that I even talk to. But what was really mind blowing to me was by the time I had gotten home already, I already had between five to 10 emails simply thanking me for stuff. Like, thank you for doing this for us. Thank you for showing up here. It was a pleasure to meet you. Like super, like all of these people that I had, you know, wow, this this is amazing. So how cool. So so I'm giving you guys a tip using Text Expander. One of the things that you guys can do before you even going, even going into podcast movement is to craft like a few of your like really core sort of templated thank you emails um, that you can just add into the text expander snippets that you have there. And those are like one of the easiest things that you can do whenever you are getting these things out because 
you don't have to be at a computer to use these snippets. So you can essentially be on your phone and like you've got the email address right away, put it in there. And with a couple of keystrokes, you've sent those really like three to four sentence touching base kind of emails thanking people or it was a pleasure to meet you or whatever it is. Thank you so much for being in my life kind of emails <laughs> um, to put out there using Text Expander because these guys, I- I'm telling you in terms of productivity, it's one of the best things that you guys can use. And not only can you do that, you can actually use like put email addresses in there that you use a lot or um, the date is something that I use all the time. That's like a super, super simple like keystroke that you put in there. It, directions for places like stuff that we could have used uh, text expander snippets for getting people to Jess's house or going to the karaoke bar. Obviously, that was impromptu, so that's not something that you could put in there. But it's also really easy to to have these things already at, at your fingertips, essentially, for both iOS and your computer, whatever it is that you're using. And these things work for Mac, Windows, iPhone, iPad, and all of these things. You can really easily search for them. So use Text Expander, you guys. It's one of the best tools that I have in my tool belt. Like I said, it's the first app. Actually, not the first app. It's one of the first three that I put onto my whenever I have a new computer. For sure, it has got to be installed. You can go to textexpander.com slash podcast. Textexpander.com slash podcast. You get 20% off of your first year. And what's really cool when you go to TextExpander.com slash podcast is they have a little like little drop down menu with a bunch of shows because they really support podcasting as well. They're like incredible with the podcasting space. Make them continue giving podcasters money because we love Text Expander. But from that list, She Podcast is one of those podcasts. And so if you choose it, of course, then they'll know where you heard them. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you, Text Expander, for continuing to support She Podcast. We love you. Yay. <laughs> Yay. What is a producer? This article says that producer doesn't have like a real meaning. Like if you ask, well, what is a producer? They can't really tell you what it is, which I thought is hilarious because it's sort of like the old marketing adage, which is that all of the marketing words you could put together in a jumble gram and just choose three random ones and come out with a title and they all mean the same, like branding communications director is the same as media marketing director, which is the same as like director of digital media, which is the same as digital communications manager director. Like it all means the same shit. And it's it's kind of true, but kind of not true. But this article on Medium was just saying like, People in the podcasting world are asking, what's in a name? It's hard to find consistent titles among podcast creators. For example, what's the difference between a producer and an editor? There's also assistant editor, executive producer, managing producer, story editor, sound composer, and sound designer. Some people are all of those things at once. So none of the terms are really effective because it means something different. I mean, this is the exact same thing that always happens in marketing. So it's kind of like, why even write about it? When like it just that's just the way it is. Every company has a different way of describing what it is. So like in my head, a producer would be the person who like if if this show had a producer, for example, I think it would handle our travel arrangements. I think it would handle any guests we were going to come on. I think it would handle sponsorships and advertising. And I think our editor would be obviously you. And then I think if we had a sound designer, they would take into consideration the feel of the show and then work with you, the editor, to come up with how to create that best feel, like if it was a murder mystery or something. In my head, those titles are very clear. Like when I did a show with my friend Shoshana, we produ- I produced the show and she directed it. So she was in charge of the content and she... You know, we ran auditions together. We just chose together. But then it was her job to make sure that everyone was being dramatic where they needed to be. It was a storytelling show about motherhood. And then as producer, I make sure we had like the location. I make sure we had the advertising. I make sure we had budget. I make sure we got programs like that's a producer to me. A producer does not edit and an editor does not produce usually. Although in smaller cases like our show, you are kind of our producer. I, I don't think I'm. I would probably be more of a sound and the sound designer and editor sound engineer, sound engineer, sound. Right. Yeah. I think I would do all that, but I don't get into the topics. I don't get into, 
planning the show or uploading the show or doing show notes and all that. You guys handle all that. But the only thing that I do is if you have any clips or anything else, you just kind of say, okay, here it is. And then I take, make sure that's ready for the show and stuff like that. So I'm like the Gelman of the she podcast in a way. That's right. That's what I would I would consider myself. And it's just like those titles that don't, you don't ever really break down what it is that you're actually doing. Again, for a producer, for me, all the stuff that you mentioned, Jess, I did never would have ever named a producer that. Like I would have thought that everything that a producer did. Well, but that's just classically what they do in theater. That doesn't mean I'm right. That's just what they do for theater. Yeah, but what I'm saying is when I'm thinking about it like this, I'm thinking it from the perspective of John, I think, does a really great job producing the show because he looks, this is what I would venture to say, that he looks out for us. He knows what our brand, like what our audio like voices, if you will, like something that's on brand when we're talking. He makes sure that he takes things out that don't necessarily sound very good. He keeps the narrative going because all of those things I notice in post. So that's not something that anybody that's like when we're recording, you don't really notice that when you listen to it, you totally listen to it. He does a fantastic job pulling all of these things together, making sure that the show continues like the rhythm of the show. To me, it's all about that. I don't mm-hmm. know if there would be another title for what you're talking about, which is the whole getting our booking stuff and the the advertising and like all that stuff. I feel like that has a different title that has something. It's usually a business I manager. Think, like I would think that's like, yeah, a business that's manager. Po- yeah, yeah. That's probably possible. I think it networks though. The producer is the person that like lands the guests and makes sure they're comfortable and runs the schedule. I could be wrong. What the fuck do I know? Like I said, they're all interchangeable. And so I'm probably wrong when it comes to some places, not others. It's funny. I just had a client who couldn't do a show, so they wanted to repurpose a show that they had before. So they said, grab this interview and then go through it and just re-put the audio branding because the show kind of changed. It changed from one show to another show, the name of the show and everything. So put our new audio branding on it. So I did it, and I got everything straightened down. I got the whole show ready to go, and I was ready to upload it because I uploaded to their uh, media host and get the show notes and everything in there. So I get all that ready to go. And just something in the back of my mind said, this interview was three years ago. Are they still together? So I Googled the person. They just split up a month ago. <gasps> oh, my so God. I said, no I said, uh, hey, guys, here's an article. Do we still want to send this out? Because I don't think they're going to like it too much. And yeah. they're like, no, hold off. Don't do that. If I didn't look that up, that would have went out, and that was a, it was a major player too, and that could have really, really got sticky wicky for the host and the show and everything. But yeah, I, I mean, it's just one of those things where I just thought to myself, this was three years ago. Yeah, maybe I should double check to see if I, in today's environment, maybe they're not together anymore, and they weren't. Yeah. So I mean, amazing. You know, am I a producer for that show? No, but what I, I kind of feel, I guess with all my clients, I really do feel like I try to look out for every, I do try to keep a wide berth and look out for everything that goes on and see if I hear something, then I bring it to our attention. I just don't edit the ums and the stuff. I try to do more, try to give that extra oomph. That is some producing though. I would consider that producing or maybe is it sound engineering? I mean, it doesn't matter. You're just doing what you do. But like what we call it doesn't mean doodles well, for, to me. Yeah, the 200th right. episode, you guys started talking, we started talking about which was the best show, which was the one that made us cringe or whatever we did. And then I yeah. just I just yeah. said, okay, well, I'm going to go pull those clips. And then I was going to put them in there, but then I'll, how do I break it up? Because your voices are the same. So then I just grabbed the little piece of the waka waka at the end of the show to kind of break it up as a little audio branding so that they knew we were going to a clip and then coming out of a clip. And I never told you. I just did it. But that's what I love about this show is you guys let me, you just give me carte blanche. You just like, go ahead, John, do it. You do what you do, boy. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever said any, like, I want to do this. And you said no. But then again, there's a lot of times I don't ask. I just do. (laughs) But I know, here's the thing. I know Elsie listens to the whole show. It's better to, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness and 
permission. Then permission. But I know that Elsie listens to the show for the show notes. So if there was anything in there that she didn't like, I know she would tell me. So I just, but it's never happened. So, so um, something weird I read this morning. There's an International Podcast Month, which is not related to International Podcast Day, which is September 30th. And they don't share a lot on the website about who they are. It just says celebrating creators, sharing listeners. If you go to the about page, it says, what is IPM? A group of like-minded podcasters that have declared September International Podcast Month IPM. It's a wonderful opportunity for us to cross-promote, celebrate each other, share the love of podcasting with the world. We remain committed to making and maintaining inclusive, welcoming space for all types. To that end, racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, ableism, and other material related materials unwelcome. And then they have something called AD Minisodes, which is audio drama. Minisodes. Um, and they have, I guess, mini audio drama episodes from all these different shows. I have not heard of them, but that doesn't mean that anything because I don't always listen to podcasts. And then they have R- – what's RPG stand for though? RPG one-shots. Wes, I no? I don't know what it I is. no idea. I don't know what RPG is, but um, let me look on their blog and see if that's – nope, it doesn't have anything on their blog. They do have merch though from T Public, which is interesting. It's a little mysterious at the moment, but International Podcast Month, if you want to check it out, internationalpodcastmonth.com. Do we need a whole month? I don't think we need I, – I I like the day. I'm not of the opinion that we need a whole month, no. I think it waters it down. That's my opinion. Okay, here's the press kit. 75 podcasters represented, 70 podcasts represented, LGBTQ-friendly, POC, women, non-binary, non-binary folks represented, five countries represented. That seems kind of small for International Podcast Month. Yeah. If you're going to have a whole month, you should have all the people and all the podcasts. There's 500,000. I guess I'm a little bit confused because, I mean, I'm I'm cool with they've made it clear what their mission in, is, which is fantastic. I have no problems with that at all. Um, it's great. I, I think my question is, I want to know who they are. Like, yeah. It would have been great to see faces or founders yeah. or co-founders yeah. or where from these, you know, yeah. this this is us where are kind you going? of thing. What are you doing? Who are you? Yes, exactly. Just who are you? Like that put this together. And I guess my only other thing is like, well, there is International Podcast Day and he's been working so hard. They've been working so hard for so many years on September 30th to really do this. And why does this have to? I mean, if, if it's the same people. It's not. Then great. It's not. Right. Totally separate. But it's yeah. not. So then it looks so it looks very weird and it looks very like, did you not know? And also it's why branded September? very much like no, they knew, obviously. That's probably why they chose September. It also looks like the well, there's really very little branding, but like if you look at the merch, it's very like IPM has a, a like a glowing picture of I think the moon, although that could be the earth. It's very sci fi centric. And not and like, and then it's a badge that kind of looks like something you'd have on like a mil- military. And the logo I find is, I don't know, I don't want to say a put off, but it kind of looks like something that would be on sci fi television, which is that's nothing wrong with that, I guess, but it's just weird. Anyway, we are telling you if you're listening, International Podcast Month people, show, show yourselves. yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> John, it's like we share a brain. Well, they have an iTunes, they have an RSS feed. No. Yes. Yeah, it looks like it. It's something called "I am here." I am here, but here as an H E A R. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it says "I am here" features interviews with people active in the RPG community. Is that what we just asked? What the RPG community? What is that? Yeah. What is RPG? Yeah. What the frig is it's it? Rocket propelled grenade to me, but I don't think that's what they mean here. No, I don't think that that's <laughs> Let's it. See. Let me Google RPG audio. Yeah, I don't know what that Tabletop? is. Tabletop? We have questions. We have more questions than answers about this, to be quite honest. RPG with dot ambient mixer. What's RPG? Rave? Nope. So Tess, it's a woman. I it found is her. A woman. There's it one is. woman. It says, Yes, hello. I'm your host, Tess. Huh. So it's a woman. There you go. But I still don't know what RPG means. It's something to role playing games. 
Oh, <sighs> my God. We are so old. We are so old. Do you know how many people are probably yelling yeah, at exactly. us right now through the audio? No, I don't think so because our audience is around our age, and I don't know that the majority of the women listening to this podcast would know. I mean, we all know what role-playing games are, but who knows it's RPG. She said RPG episodes. We don't know what that is. I'm sitting here thinking it's an audio term like like CPM. Oh. That was misleading, y'all. Yeah, Tell the old folks what you're doing so we can help you market. Right. Tell the grandma. Tell grandma what you're doing. And let me give you a candy because you're so cute. Okay. This could just be the international podcast emerging. It's just starting. It's a seed just starting yeah. to sprout. It could grow into something really, really cool. So or, there you go. Now you got a little bit of a. It's nice that they're all about inclusivity. That's cool. Yeah. I think, I mean, all podcasting cool. should be that way. I agree. So, so the the last thing I just wanted to share is Wave has put out an article about how to use Wave to promote your podcast through Instagram television, IGTV, and they, it's a whole oh, tutorial. Yeah, it's a whole cool. tutorial. Basically, Wave makes it easy for you to make like a you do like a picture and then you upload the thing. I'm not explaining it well. Let me just read it. Okay, <laughs> if you're in Instagram, you tap on the little doodle that says IGTV, create a channel. And then you go through the instructions through the app to give you a channel. And then um, you can upload video clips from your desktop. So now you go into Wave and you create a vertical video design, which is the exact, of course, specifications for Instagram stories or Snapchat, actually, or Facebook. It will auto format your video and then you customize your design. So you just need like a background image. And then you can add text and whatever kinds of fish doodles they let you do in Wave. Head to the create page to combine it with your audio and then bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself an IGTV. Pretty cool stuff. Wow. I know. This is a great idea. It's a great idea because I've not wanted to do IGTV and this is like a, this is a good way to do it. People can just listen to me, you know. And not have to have me walking and talking or whatever it is people do when they're on. Like I've not done. Have you, Elsie? I'm not. No, I've not seen really anybody doing IGTV. Truly. Um. Actually, Denise. Uh. DT. She. She. She did some. She actually did it super super simple. And I thought, wow, of course, because she's so smart. She is. All she did is she she just repurposed. Yeah. She just repurposed the stuff that she already had. And even though it's like, um, essentially she. She just uploaded her existing videos mm-hmm. and didn't redo them for the for the new dimensions. It no, just so are they looks, all sideways? No, no, they're not all sideways. It's just cut. It's just she's she's centered in the cent. She's centered okay. anyway. So it's essentially just her. You Got know it. what I mean? It cuts it that way. It naturally does it when you she's, put it up there. She's pretty so, smart. That is um, pretty smart. It looked really good. I mean, it was great. It's high quality video. She is beautifully framed because it's just, you know, her. Like, you don't get all the fancy, like, the couch and the stuff behind it and all that kind of stuff. But who cares? I think that if you repurpose it like that, and I think Libsyn, where Crystal's been working on doing some of that stuff, too, where the majority of the Facebook lives and things that we're doing, we're just making sure that everything is centered, meaning that whoever's speaking is right smack in the middle of the frame. And then that way, you could just easily repurpose it. Cool. And put it up. So, yeah. But I haven't done it. I haven't done it at all. The thing with IGTV is I don't think it, it doesn't make it easy to repurpose anything you've had that you've done through normal video, horizontal video. You can't really repurpose it for IGTV because of the way it's formatted. That's the only thing that I the only drawback I see. You, you actually have to create content for it. Yeah. I think it would really be more helpful with the comedy show because we can pull – it's easier to pull pieces out from that. I mean once in a while you and I have a comedy bit that we can use but like – or we can just use the beginning or whatever. I'm sure we could pull a bit out of this episode. I'm just saying I can see it being useful for people who have like little fun bits to put up and pique people's interest. Mm-hmm. So that's it for me. That's it for the news. Uh, I don't think we have anything else. Next week – uh we'll still be here (laughs) Uh, god willing uh, yep and um i'm going on vacation last week of august to the beach i'm very excited i leave the 28th so um if you want to have a co-host elsie i guess we'll have a surprise co-host that day 
or uh, John will be our surprise co-host. Oh, Whatever. no, that's it. You've already showed me that you don't want to use me. You didn't put my episode up. Okay. I know. She. I know. He really did. She really did just She's fuck like, you Listen, right out. That's right. Hey, it wasn't I'm my fault. I'm just teasing. It's no big deal. But uh, I love it when you guys have co-hosts. I really do. I think it adds something to the show. If I could put my producer hat on. I mean, it's okay. You, uh, you're allowed to be a part of it. Well, so that's it for She Podcast. If you like today's episode, please check out our show notes at ShePodcast.com. The newly redesigned ShePodcast.com, as a matter of fact. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShePodcast. Our group is free to join. We have put all of our membership materials inside the group in units. So check that out at she, uh, nope, at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she podcast. You can join for free. Everything is free in there. Also for free, I'm going to start doing content for Podcast Success Academy. Don't forget my slides are over there from PM as well as some other really neat stuff. Podcastsuccessacademy.com forward slash Jess. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Onomatopoeia. Uh, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> 